So welcome guys to another episode of Thrive Talks. How you guys doing today? Doing good, man. Doing doing great. great. Yep. It's a rebirth. <laughs> I, I see that, man. It was a great team effort. You know, everyone that's that's listening and watching, a lot went into the 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 pre uh the pre party, you know. And uh we got our lights set up and hope you guys enjoy the new set. Yeah. Uh today we're gonna talk about communication. Um I believe it's a very important topic. I know Jermaine and Drew believe it's a very important topic as well. Without communication, things end up breaking down. With great communication, beautiful things happen. You know, I'm going to start this way because basketball season's here, you know, and we see, you know, great teams playing every night. And it reminds me of you playing, Jay, you know, and uh, you coaching basketball for so many years and how beautiful it is when a team has great chemistry, you know, when they're passing the ball right, they get into their spots. It's like poetry in motion, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. How did you stress the importance of communication when it came to your players or your teammates? The first, you know, a, a great team is they have a lot of communication, defensively and offensively. You know, they're talking in huddles, timeouts. They're talking dead balls. They're talking all the time. So a lot of the drills that I used to do was with no communication. I say, you can't talk. And then they would go through the drill and then they would get hit by a screen or they would, they want to block out or they wouldn't know what man they had. So it's almost, it's showing them the contrast and saying, look how effectively you can play with communication and look how ineffectively you can play without communication. Mm. Right? So it's, it's, you got to do simple games because Imagine, imagine if someone knows a ball is going to be thrown at your head, but they don't say anything. Then you get clocked in the head. Instead of someone saying, just watch it, right? So now you, you're aware of it. So communication is, is a critical component because sometimes, not only through knowing what to do, but knowing what the other person is thinking. If they never say anything, how do you know what they think? You have no idea. So you're kind of assuming what they're thinking. Maybe they're mad at me. Maybe they're happy. Maybe that they're sad. I don't, I don't know what it is, right? So, the, so keeping the lines of communication open is very critical for someone to actually know who you are. Okay, so like a lot of us players, you know, Drew included, we know that sometimes we don't get along with our, our teammates off the court, you know, or off the field. But then the coaches have to make sure, and we have to make sure that we got to play good on the court or on the field because we got a championship to get. Yeah. You know, so how, how'd you maneuver that? Like, how'd you make sure, like, you'll leave that off-court stuff there because we need the good communication on the court? It, it was pretty much like I would do simple drills. Like I would say, okay, you have the ball, and I want you to get down to the other end as fast as you can. And then they're going to they're gonna go as fast as they can. I said, but imagine if you passed. Right. Right? The ball always moves faster than the body. So you got to kind of tell them and saying, yeah, you could try to win by yourself, but it's going to be easier if you work with your teammates. You know, and at the end of the goal, the end of the day, the goal is to win, right? It doesn't matter who, doesn't matter if we get along, we don't get along. You know, Shaq and Kobe, for example, I was just watching yesterday, mm-hmm. Shaq and Kobe, they were talking. He's, sometimes they didn't get along off the court. They weren't the same <clears throat> guy, right. right? They had different lifestyles, but on the court... They had to have somewhat, somewhat of a commonality so they can actually progress mm-hmm. instead of saying, you know what, like, 
I don't like you off the court. No, I, I didn't like a lot of people off the court, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Some people I did, some people I didn't. But on the court is for one team. You know, so anything that, as soon as we come in this, on this court or this locker room, put our differences to the side and let's try to excel. So I always stress to them, it's like, you can do it as an individual and lose, or we can do it together and win. That's your choice. Right. You know, and if you don't want to work together as a team, I know you're not going to win. So that has to be kind of stress. And, but there's a lot of egos when it comes to sports. So, you know, when you, when you take sports and you learn from it, then when you go outside of sports, you kind of know how to maneuver a little bit. You know, people have egos. You know, people have like certain tendencies that they want to do. And then you're just like, you know what? I got to figure out how to best use all the players so we can get to our desired destination. Right. And that's, that's the key component. Because y'all have a bigger goal, bigger right? Goal. It's a bigger goal than any one individual. And I feel like every time we're playing on a team, it could be us doing a podcast or a basketball team or the LA Lakers. It doesn't matter. There's a unified goal that we're all trying to attain, regardless of the little discrepancies that happen day to day, you know? So make that the most important thing. And then it travels right over to family, you know? With you, Drew, um, you got a family, you got some kids, and... You know, it's, it hasn't been the easiest, you know, because you've dealt with so many different, um, I guess, curveballs, you know, as, you know, life threw curveballs at you, even when it came to your kids and how, how the, the things you have to do for them, it might be a little bit more special, uh, like, and a special in a way, like you have to, um, like, it's a specialization, you know, it's not, not every parent has those skills right off the rip, you know, you have to learn. How'd you stress the importance of communication when it came to between your kids or you communicating to them? And how'd you know it was working? Like this communication is working and this communication is not. I think when you become a parent and um, you reach conflicts with your kids, you realize where you fell short growing up and where things may, could have improved uh, with your parents. So basically you carry their, their mistakes onto your kids and you start to learn firsthand what those mistakes are and learn how to correct them on the fly. So for me, when I, you know, my son, how do I communicate with a kid that doesn't even, he's basically not here, right? So I had to, like I said before, I had to learn him. And when you learn him, then you start to learn how you can communicate with him, what will work, what won't work, and uh, things like that. Um, we're at the point now where he pees standing up in the toilet. I don't think you guys understand how big that is because he's always been in diapers and he doesn't know to go to the bathroom himself. But once I, I realized, okay, well, we can't get him to do it on his own, but we can say, okay, we, we have a schedule and we'll go at this time and I'll communicate with him like that and, and encourage him. And when, when we, we do it at this time, like four o'clock is PP time, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, we go in there and we get the job done. He, he knows the job. <laughs> he knows what to do. And so sometimes you can't communicate through language. Sometimes you have to communicate through scheduling, uh, through uh, routine, order, uh, being um, organized, and being very patient. And, and that's the thing. There's so many elements to communication. As, as your kids are growing up, um, I know me, I was defiant, right? Sometimes still am, right? And you're defiant to, towards authority. And that yeah. authoritative figure might, you, might be your mom, might be your dad. How'd you deal with that defiance anytime it came up? And like, how'd you make sure that... When I defied them? 
Uh, or, or they defied. Or, or my kids defied yeah, me. Yeah, the kids defied. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, like I said, man, I learned a lot with uh, the conflict with my daughter. Um, I skipped things and just went straight to kicking her out, right? I did not communicate. And so we all paid the price because of my lack of communication. Now, who, who's supposed to take the lead? The parent or the kid, right? So it was on me. I have right. to take that. And so now that we communicate, we communicate better than ever. We're closer than ever. I have a bigger understanding of what it's like to be. I was a teen too. How dare I forget that I was also 17, right? So I have to keep things in perspective. Um, keeping them close is the best thing. But if you really want them to listen, don't push them away. You want to talk to them. You want to sit on the edge of their bed and tell them how beautiful they are, how strong they are, what their values are, you know, and, and communicate. Use your words to build and not break. Yeah. And that's kind of how you, you get them to not defy you. You know, uh, hurt people hurt people. Yes. Right? And if you build a hurt person, they're going to grow up and hurt other people. Yes. And so I, that's not what I wanted to do, right? Right. And I feel like sometimes... We're so consumed by the hurt that we're just look we're unconsciously hurting other people and we're not even aware of it, you know? Yeah. But once you get aware of it, you have to get back into yourself and realize, no, my actions are affecting others and they're affecting me as a byproduct, mm -hmm. you know? And I have to do what's in the best interest of the group. Yes. Right? And as you do those things and you treat others with respect, regardless of how you feel at the moment, you put those emotions to the side, now you make room because now they have room for you. You know, and we can collectively build uh, a great environment, you know, just speaking on this podcast too, like over the last 22 weeks, uh, we've had our ups and downs when it came to communication, you know, but you, I, I know for me, and as I look at the set around me, um, we came together and, and, uh, and figured out a solution, right? Because we communicated. I felt like a huge release in energy and not even like just a difference in the tone that we're speaking with. You could just sense that something has changed. A lane has been switched. And um, I believe that was because of healthy communication, you know? And I just want to stress to anyone listening, when you have something on your chest and uh, you have a brother, a colleague, a, a friend, a coworker, a business partner, whoever it is, uh, let it out, you know? And you let it out, obviously, in the best way you possibly can um, and with the best intention. And sometimes it might not come across the best way. But I'm telling you this, if you have the best intention, if you have the right intention, they'll understand. Mm. For sure. And it, it's just hard, right? Because having those conversations are difficult, right? They're not fun, not easy. No. Right? So when you're going into it, there may be some things being aired out that you don't want to listen to. <laughs> right. And it, and, it, and it might go both ways, right? So when you're communicating, you know, what, one thing that I would tell the public is to do it when you have a calm head. Mm, beautiful. You know, like, because sometimes the emotions get, get ramped up and you may say something that you regret in the heat of the moment. But then later on, you realize you should never said that. Mm -hmm. So it's it's the same thing what I used to always do with my coaching. Uh, sometimes I didn't do it well. You know, we we played not too we didn't play too well. Even if we won or we lost, and I'm and I'm angry about the performance. So sometimes I'm like I should just let them let them go, and then I could have kind of collected my thoughts, and then came back the next day, mm -hmm. and then I could have talked about it, right? But it's like, those are some learning lessons that you have to do. And sometimes you have to sleep on it to have the right thoughts. Because sometimes we want to resolve it right away. Oh, I got to resolve this right away. 
and it's just not the time, you know, because right. sometimes people are just like, you know, just give me some space. Give me give me a little bit of space so that I can actually calm and, down as well. And <laughs> anything forced never turns out. No. So it's, you, you have to take your time. You have to be patient. You know, sometimes you have to be ready to talk. So somebody else may want an answer, but you, you say, you know what, I'm, I'm not ready to, to go into this discussion, right? Because I know how it's going to turn out. So you pushing it, that's not going to help. So I think a lot of times it's like it's respecting the other person when they want to speak about it as well. Yeah. Like you may want to resolve mm -hmm. it right away, but it may not be time. Mm -hmm. Just to add on to that, uh, like we had a team meeting the other day and through our communication, it, you know, if, if it wasn't for that communication, I wouldn't have realized that there's more I can do. It's not about what other problems we have, but when we come together and we start talking about things, you start to realize, hey, what could I have done better? And there was things on the table that I could have done better. I was sitting on some, some studio lights, could have brought those long ago. I don't know why I didn't, but um, it, it, bottom line, through communication, you start to see the options, the, the possibilities, you know? Right. And, and the things through communications, you start, what, what ends up happening when you communicate, you start to put yourself in the other person's shoes as well. Yes. Yeah. Right? You start to think of a side that you weren't on. You start mm -hmm. thinking about the opposing side and say, what could I have done to assist him? Yeah. Or her. What could I have done better? You know, so when you play on a team, you know you have a good player or, or a great coach because they take responsibility. A good coach will take responsibility even if it's not his responsibility. Right. That's just, you know, me. But the thing is, a lot of it is him teaching. He's actually teaching the other players to say, when you're not right, take, take ownership of it. It's right. fine. You know right. I mean? Just like I'm going to take ownership of the performance we had. Maybe I could have prepared you better. Right. Maybe I could have did something better, right? So we want to be kind of solution-oriented instead of looking at the bad side. And sometimes you do get caught up in that bad side where you're, yeah. like, you're like, all you see is bad. Yeah. But then you got to kind of shake yourself out and say, you know what? Okay, what can I do? What can we do? And how can it be better? It's crazy because could, it could be dark, so dark, you know? But it takes one conversation. Just one conversation, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, one hour of little heart to heart, you know, sure. and everything just fades away, right? It's a beautiful what, what, what one conversation can do and what communication can do. Yes. And you mentioned, what can I do better? And I believe that's such a key, um, I would say, value or pillar when it comes to communication because it allows for communication. If you just think you're right, you're not really giving the other person room. You know, you're, you're, you're already waiting for them to finish. You're watching his lips move. Yep. You're waiting for him to finish so you can talk, right? But you're really supposed to be there listening to them because they're a part of you, right? And this whole thing could be better because you're a part of it as well, right? Sure. So it's, it's good to um, put, each other, put, put yourself in other people's shoes, but just, you know, take yourself off the high horse and say, you know, I could be wrong too and there's things I could do better. And if every person in the team does that, dangerous. For sure. Very dangerous sure. thing. You know, I wasn't even going to talk about this because sometimes it's a very weird time right now, right? Um, and uh, a lot of stuff happening in the world. Um, but for me, it relates right back to communication, right? When I, I, see, I see all of us as a people, like us, like we're one family, you know what I mean? And it's like uh, in, the, in my home, it could be our family, but then you go out, it's our city. If you go out between after that, it's our, it's our country. If you go out, even zoom out, it's earth. 
This is all us, right? We, when we hurt the environment, we hurt ourselves. Yeah. When we hurt our fellow human, we're hurting ourselves. When you take away opportunities from him, we're taking away opportunities from ourselves. When I'm not acting abundantly with you, I'm not acting abundantly with me. So like, you know, without getting into like really semantics, I just, you know, want to say to anybody listening too is, you know, we're all, we're all the same. And, and it's very important to like, you know, treat each other with that love and respect. I, I, it was funny to me because I was thinking about it. I was like, let's say if our country's like, you know, doing some crazy things, right? They're, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're at war with another country for whatever reason. I see that almost as like someone just shooting their own leg. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like you guys are all actually like, we could be exploring space or something, you know what I mean? But we're, we're fighting between ourselves, which is, um, which, you know, it obviously hurts, you know, and, um, it's not what you want to see. Right. But what I do love about all this, and this is a future topic for us, it's going to be flippers, right? It's taking that pain and turning it into power, you know, and everything you went through, you end up using it as fuel and become who you're supposed to, you know, um, with a little bit more zest and a little bit more edge, um, you know, cause you got, cause you've seen it, you've seen, you've seen all sides to it. I just, I just wanted to mention that. Um, anything else you guys want to mention about communication? Yeah. Uh, first of all, this means this podcast is special to me because the first live that we did where I was a part of it, cause I know you guys started like two days before I joined. Uh, it was communication and we talked extensively about the importance of it and you know how not interrupting people and actually staying on point uh, reiterating stuff like that but um, I really want to add that you know the reason there's so much division in this world is because people aren't communicating like they should anymore they're using devices to communicate through text Um, they're I mean phone calls are kind of you know that's always been a part of our lives which is better because at least in the phone call, you hear the tone, you hear, you know that they're not angry, but when you only see words and you limit to just words, it's based on who you are as a person and how you see things individually, because I could read what you said and I know you meant no, no harm, but someone else could read what you said. And because of the way they live, they might not see what I saw. Right. So because of that, it's very, it's essential for us to have tone, body language, eye contact, all on the table. When you remove those, it diminishes us as humans. And that's why you see so much conflict and division and bickering and all that online. Someone will post something and they'll think that this person means something they think, but no, that's you individually thinking that. What they meant was something good, Mm -hmm. but you just saw the words and you weren't able to see everything you were supposed to see. So it's very important, important and even crucial that we keep all those elements on the, on the table, tone, body language, and uh, eye contact, w- respect. We jump to conclusions a lot, you know? That too, yes. And actually, it happened the other day, I saw a friend post a video, it's a friend of mine, and I, um, I just thought the overall vibe, like I was watching it right before I was going to sleep, and it wasn't like as, it felt, it felt like maybe it was doom and gloom a little bit, you know? And instead of like just going past it, not liking it, I chose to message him. Right, I chose to just talk to him, see see where he was at, and just the way I, I had asked him, he felt like maybe I was offended by what he was saying, right? But it was not the case. We ended up having an hour long conversation, but some people don't have the hour long conversation. Some people are just, you know, take it off face value. We don't get along, 
or I don't like his opinion. I don't get that. No, 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 no. But meanwhile, it was just one other perspective. They're sitting and seeing the same mountain and you might be on the other side seeing a different view. But trust me, if you came back around and saw it from his angle, it'd be the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the times uh, that that's how the world is. Everyone's perspective is somewhat valid and we can gain something from it. But uh, sometimes our egos get in the way. Sometimes, you know, pain gets in the way. It's like, how could he? And, uh, or I'm right, or, you know, or things are going wrong. So I think that's, that's very important as well. To keep that open door, like, you know, no, you can come here in here and we can communicate even further, right? And uh, clear it up, right? Especially, and it's, you gotta be to communicate without anger, hmm. right? Sometimes you gotta be to communicate without emotion. You just listen, right? Because sometimes our feelings are going to influence our decisions, right? If I'm angry and the guy's saying it, I'm processing, I'm processing it differently. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If I'm sad, I'm processing it differently. Every time you're in a different emotional state, you're going to process those words differently. You know, if, and it, like, that's why it's very important for you to actually listen but when you are in a good state of mind it's almost like going to the grocery stores they tell you all the time don't go to the grocery store if you're hungry because it's going to influence your decisions now you're just <laughs> eating anything right right so it's the same thing with a conversation if you're not in the right mind frame that's not going to work right it's not going to sink in for you you have to be it's almost like you've got to get away like that's why i say if someone's uh they get an argument Better off just to walk. I mean, walk maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes and then come back. Because you, you, you will be able to even, you'll be able to communicate your message better. Like your message won't be so cloudy. It would be more clear. Mm -hmm. When you say like communicate without anger, obviously we have all seen angry communication gone wrong, mm -hmm. right? It can blow the whole thing out of proportion. Now things are said you don't mean and you can't take them back or things are destroyed and you can't go back. It was like five minutes ago. You wish you could go back, but you can't go yeah. back, you know? But I'm sure there's times when anger works, right? How do you guys, and each of you can answer it uh, respectfully, um, but how do you guys know, like, I'm doing the dance. <laughs> I'm like, how do you guys know? Like that, okay, like how do you guys judge? Like, okay, I can be angry here and it will, like it would, it's gonna, it's gonna have an effect. Like with my dog, for example, he won't understand. If, I, if I'm just like letting him do whatever, he's not gonna understand. But if I go, no, Kobe, you can't. And I say it with aggression. Now he's listening. Now his ears are up, you know? And I know I don't have to do that forever. It might just be while he's a pup. Mm -hmm. But how do you guys navigate that? Well, I, I think it's, anytime you talk with anger, to me, it's not gonna work. Right? When you're talking about anger and you're talking about force, it's different. Right? Because someone could be literally disciplining their child or you could be abusing them. Mm. It could be either or. Right? If it's done with anger, probably abuse. If it's done with your calm, but just like, this is what needs to be done. That's more discipline. So anytime you're angry, that means you're not controlling, your, you're not controlling yourself. You know, so it's like there's been times when I was angry. No time I've ever been angry. I had a conversation that worked out well. None at all, right? I could have now, Lord, you know what I mean? Like went away from it, got cool, calm, collective, and then expressed my opinion. 
instead of expressing it with with a different tone or from very loud. Some people, you just talk loud to them and they can't listen to you no more. Yeah. They, they just shut down. Right. So it's like, it's, it's very, it's very important to know that anger is not going to solve anything. It won't. And anger is temporary. You know, you can go to the gym and you could be very angry, but you could destroy yourself. Why do you think we have the emotion of anger? Like, how is it useful to us now in it, this it, day and age? It, it's useful for you because I could be angry that I got bad. I didn't do well on the test. Mm. Right? I could be angry that I lost the game. Like, th those emotions are fine. What I'm saying is when you're communicating, mm -hmm. can't use it. you can't use it. So right. the anger alone could be like, you know what? I'm angry with myself because I didn't do what I was supposed to do. I'm angry at, right? So those things we say, okay, it's almost like it's a... Uh, it's almost like discipline yourself. You know, it's like you're angry with yourself. So a lot of times you can't be angry with someone else. You got to be angry with you. Right. Right. That's the only person that you can actually control. Mm -hmm. That's the only person that you can say, okay, I can change that. Yeah. I can change what I'm doing. I can't change that man or that woman. I can't change them at all, but I can change me. So that's the most important thing, right? So anger it's not going to be, I don't think anger is a catalyst of getting people to unite. No. I've never seen that emotion unite anybody. I've seen that emotion divide, right? So it's, it's anger is, 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 could be good because we all have these emotions for a reason, but it's not really effective to me in communication. You know, um, I'm going to be honest, that was probably the best way anger communication has been break, broken down to me till date like for sure and that has clicked for me as well it makes complete sense because you're using anger to hone force right you're not letting the anger consume you yes and now the anger is using you yes like venom like in spider-man or some shit yes. you know yes you're actually angry but then you feel the emotion and then you apply it in a calm forceful way in whatever you have to do whether that's waking up at 5 a.m in the morning practicing two more hours because you didn't make the basketball team or you know uh telling a colleague this is how it has to be done or we can't continue or yes. whatever it is but you're saying in a calm way yes and um yeah you're not letting the anger consume you when you say it with a calm way it allows someone to process it they're not on defense Right. Right. If you if you go there and you tackle, almost any man is going to try to stand up, whether they're right or wrong. Right. Right. It, it's not now. It's not even to the point whether it's they were right or they were wrong. It's just that look how you're talking to me. Two right? rights don't make a wrong. Right. right. Yeah. Right. So Too now wrong. the message now has been it disappears because they're so focused on the way you talk to them compared to the way you know compared to what the message you were saying. It's like you're saying good things. But you were saying it in the wrong tone. Right. So now they'll be deaf to it. So a lot of students, for example, like when I used to teach, I was the most calm teacher. Like when I would go in there, they'd be like, man, how is these kids so calm? Because I am. Mm. They reflect me. If I raise my voice, they raise their voice. If I lower my voice, they lower their voice. Right? It's just, it's just a mirror. It's a mirror image. And then once you realize that, you're like, okay, if I want to calm a situation down. The first one I need to calm down is me. Facts. Right? That's the first one. So if I calm down me, that situation will now start to calm down. Mm -hmm. Now, if I escalate it, 
well, he's going to mirror that too. Mm-hmm. Right now, it becomes a shouting match. Yeah. <laughs> right now, we're yeah. going. Now we're going back and forth. The clash of the egos. So it's like it's almost like this. You know, I remember they used to say they said, "Man, if there's two people arguing from a distance, they both look like fools." Right. right? One could be right. One could be wrong. Don't matter. But we're looking at it from a viewpoint. That's a, actually a good point. And we're saying, both of them, what's wrong with these people? <laughs> we're, not, we're not saying what's wrong with him. Yeah. We're saying what's wrong with them. Right. Right? So it's like, mm. be mindful of, even as a di- from a distance, how people are viewing you. They'll say, okay, these, what's wrong with these guys? These guys keep arguing and fighting. So to me, is the, the best thing to do is, and it's the hardest thing for me too, is to stay calm. In all situations, you know, you don't want to be like Bruce Lee. He said, you, you know, you want to be like water. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be like pop, right? Because you shake and it's going to explode. Mm-hmm. But you shake water and it's still, it's still mellow. Beautiful. Man, dropping some Bruce Lee knowledge. Um, I agree with everything Jay said. Yeah. You asked a question about like the scenario where anger might help yeah. with communication. I'm going to give you a, an example of when it helped me. At the same time, you have to put a lot of thought into it, and it might not work for everybody. I was bullied when I was younger, and uh, every day was a freaking task. Bullied at the bus stop before I went to school. Bullied when at school. Bullied at the bus stop again after school. Bullying was there all the time. It was my life until I went in the house. That's why I like to be home a lot, because every time I left, there was freaking conflict. Finally, one day... I, I, I exploded, but I exploded with a lot of thought. Mm-hmm. And I said things that needed to be said to certain people. And once I stood up for myself and showed courage, they did change the way they treated me. And so I would say in that case, it can help you. But you have to choose your words wisely. And you have to be very mindful that it could go wrong. And that leads me to the next point. Everyone's different. For example, as a parent, when you have, let's take a parent that has six kids. You can't discipline the same across the board. This kid might be, might fall apart when you start yelling. This kid might fuel, get fuel when you start yelling. I was that kid. My dad needed to yell at me and punish me and go through that shit for me to get an ignited. And I finally got the, the point and I started doing better. But like my cousin, when he would come over and throw rocks at a bus or something and getting shit, he would fall apart when someone yelled at him. Mm-hmm. So you had to sit down and actually put your arm around him and Tell them, you know, softly, this is why this, you could kill someone. You could cause an accident, whatever. You just bring up points. So you have to be able to strategize and change your, your um, way of communication to adjust to that person's level. You can't just do every, you can't paint everyone with the same brush. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I, I learned from that. Um, I want to say something else about communication, how important it is. Uh, we should be learning other people's cultures. There's a lot of people coming from other places into our country now and a lot of people they they see them they interact with them when they go and shopping and they're working there and you know between customer and employee you're interacting with these people but you're never asking questions that you wonder and so i've always wondered why are indians terrified of dogs when i'm walking my dog and there's indians around because they all go to the university yeah when i say indians i mean from india mm-hmm. right they're even though I got my dog on a leash, mm-hmm. I watch them move 20 feet back. They don't trust that my leash and my, my grip on the leash is going to be enough. They want to move back. They're, they're so fearful. So one day, I stopped wondering why. And I said, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. 
why are you so afraid of these dogs? Like, what, what what's going on? Because we're here, dogs don't hurt anybody, like, unless it's like that one rampant dog, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he told me that back where he lived, back in India, I don't know which part, it might be a different place than yours, and I don't know if things are the same across the whole country, but his particular way of living, he said that dogs were wild, Mm-hmm. They were loose in the street. They were always hungry and they would attack you. Mm-hmm. So he saw dogs a different way than I did. Would I have ever known that if I did not use communication? No, I would have never known that. Right. So now that I know that I actually respect that, I get it now. And if I didn't ask that question and gain, get a little courage to ask someone from another country that question by using communication, I would have never learned anything about his culture or him. So I feel that communication is so powerful and believe it or not, people did not survive at one point if they did not know how to communicate with the people on the land. Right. No, you make a, you make a good point here. Um, well, I, the dog thing is kind of funny because where, where, where I'm from in India, that is the case. There is like a lot of free dogs and they're like, you know, roaming the streets and it might be an and like a new like a nuisance right yes um but some people do have dogs and they do have pets but i guess in different parts of india it's a lot different and i know there's actual proper wild dog wolf looking dogs southern india you know what i mean so um yeah no that that's it's it's a different it's a different world but eventually they will get accustomed to here you know no and and the thing is and that's why the communication is important right because the more I know about a person, the more I can relate. It, it's like when I coach the team, I might have 12 players, 12 different backgrounds, 12 different nationalities. Some people might be raised by their mother. Some people might be raised by their father. Some people might be in foster homes. Some people might be adopted, right? I gotta, I gotta learn them. I gotta learn what is their trigger. I gotta learn what makes them go. Right now, I can assume or I can say something inappropriately and say, oh, you know what? Ask your mother. That person may not have a mother. Right. Now what? Now I look like a jerk. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, go ask your father. That father might not be around. Father might not. They might not know their father. They might be adopted. Their father might have got, you know, might have died. Right. So, so these things we got to be mindful of because we can offend somebody on an accident. Not knowing it, right? Just because we assume in our world, this is how it works. That may not be how it works for them. So as you communicate, you start to understand them more and say, okay, you know what? I don't want to say mother or father. Like that, I'm like more mindful of that because when I see kids now, I don't say, where's your mom or your, your dad? So it's almost like, you, you know, your guardian mm-hmm. because they might be raised by their grandmother. Mm-hmm. They might be raised by their grandfather. They could be raised by their aunt or uncle. I don't know, mm-hmm. right? So you got to be certain things. You got to be very mindful. You got to be very considerate. And the communication aspect will open up who they are. Mm. You know, you, you start seeing, okay, you know what? I don't want to say that if that offends you. You know, maybe I was used to saying that somewhere else. But that may not be, that's not appropriate because you find it offensive. But I would never know if it was no communication. You get past their layers, you know, and you... They feel comfortable with you now that you're actually giving them the, the, giving them the space. Because even when I meet somebody and let's say I had a rough day, I might be rough around the edges, you know. And if they can get past that 
and look past my initial hurt. And even if I might, you know, for example, lashed out or, or something like this, they're looking past that, like what's really going on, then we can get to a solution. And, and then, you know, I want to speak about another thing is communication. And this is why I think there's a lot of, uh, there's, there is the racism and all that other stuff because people don't know, right? People are, people are assuming that they're not like them. Well, that's just them. That's what they're going through. Right. So even when I speak about like stuff like that, I think lack of communication Hurts diversity, yeah. yeah. You know, because when you're talking about diverse, you're talking about multiple people, like a melting pot, like how they say Canada is, a melting pot, and everybody coming together. But I don't believe that they should just come together and leave what they were. I don't believe that, because that's not being that's not diversity, right? You know, diversity is accepting people for who they are, and if they bring a different nationality, a different uh, whatever culture, a different tradition, we learn about it. Mm -hmm. We learn and accept it. You know, and that's the fun thing because if everybody was the same, then we wouldn't have nothing to learn. We're so lucky um, because we have so much diversity now and we do have people from different parts of the world coming in this melting pot of Canada because they bring in the culture with us and we can learn from them. It's so important to travel because you get to see different uh, environments, because you get to see different challenges. You get to see how parents parent their kids or what kind of foods they have, what kind of struggles they have. I saw this one commercial where the guy reenacted walking 10 kilometers there and 10 kilometers back for a bucket of water in Africa or, or India or wherever, wherever they were. But the way he showed it, like damn near every step, like I got to walk like 40 kilometers in a day for four buckets of water, you know? Yeah. And you don't even realize what they mean when they say it, but when you get to see it, and I feel like that's why film is so important. You know, sure. one, one of the movies that you told me about was Lion, right? I watched Lion and how the kid got lost in India, um, you know, in, in a train station, somehow ended up in Australia, and then found his way back to India. And, you know, the cultural challenges, uh, the, the prostitution and things like that, that was happening, uh, kids being abducted. And you don't get to see that. You don't get to learn from it if you're not open to it. And this just, I guess, is motivating me and even like the, for film, because we can get a lot of these ideas across through film. Sure. And we can share different cultures through film. Sure. And in one and a half hours or 10 minutes or 15 minutes, you can come out with a new perspective and uh and gain something from a different culture that you didn't have before sure. and and that's and that's the great thing about movies that's the great thing about film and all those other things it's the story it's you know what i can watch something for an hour and a half they could bring me to where they're at if it's done properly yeah bring me to their environment bring me to their culture Bring me to whatever they were going through. And I feel it at that time that I'm actually that character in the, in the movie. But then I can get out of it. Yeah. Right? So that's, that's the thing. It's like, that's another form of, you look at media, it's a form of communication. You're looking at video, you're looking at all those things. Those are all forms of communication. And communication to me is just to, is to teach. Use it. Use, Use it. Teach. You Look at us now. We're on a mic and we're doing a podcast, a way of communicating. We make a video, another way of communicating, writing a poem, another way of communicating. All these different ways, visual, feeling, you could feel a painting and, and yes. that, that painting could communicate something yes. to you just because you felt it or you felt your grandma's hand yes. and felt like, you know, her whole life 
you know, or you, or like, there's so many different ways. We got five senses and we can communicate through any of them. Maybe we got six senses, you know, I would say, I would say six. Um, and so use them, right? Use them. If they don't get your conversation, maybe make them a painting, you know? Sure. Uh, sure. You know, if they don't get that, if the two people don't understand, make a movie so 100,000 people see it. Yes. You know what I mean? They understand. Yes. You know? And so just just make sure you're using all, all different methods of communication because there's a lot and we can get really, really, really creative. You were talking about um, uh, carrying that water, right? Yeah. Uh, that's a humbling experience. When I grew up, uh, the, the people, like in my, my parents' generation, that whole generation, they had like a view of homeless people. Oh, they're, they're just lazy. They don't want to work. That, that's, it's their choice to be homeless. And they had no pity, but they never lived one night on the street, never understood what it's like. So it's like when we step into their shoes, carry the water, go live on the street for, in the winter at night, you change your perspective real quick and you start to gain a little bit of uh, respect for them. And because you know right away, first thing, you can't do what they can do. Right. Because you, you have no idea. And those people that actually live like that and carry that water that far, they don't know that it's a great, crazy thing because that's their life. That's all they know. Yeah. So it just goes to show humans are adaptable. Very. So adaptable. We can do so much. And if people would just take the time to communicate and learn, they could do it too. You know what I'm saying? You're right, man. It was crazy because it was like he was walking for 42 hours a week. Right. <laughs> just to get water. And, and that's nothing to those people. That's it's nothing. survival. Yeah, it's for simple. us, 40 hours is, is a full-time job. But if you think about this, right, you can flip everything, right? So yeah. <clears throat> he's like, you know what? At the end of the day, so some people are like, they might look at somebody else and say, you, you got good genetics, Right. You get stronger, you get muscles, and it's like that. Was tell you that, Jay? Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it's, it's almost like <laughs> you got good jags, you, Jay. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know what my grandfather did, or my great grandfather did, or whoever did. Yeah. I think it plays a factor. Facts. Right. So it's like if he was out there working and he was out there doing what he had to do, that's a trickle down effect. Facts. Right. So you see a guy that oh from Africa and he's walking four kilometers to get the water. He's walking four kilometers back. But it is building some type of strength too, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. It's building some endurance. It's yes. building some grit. It's yep. bringing some persistence. It's building all these things that we say, oh man, I feel so bad for him. I don't, I don't think so, right? Because now you don't have to go to the gym. Yep. Right? We're spending what? How, how, how much time we spend in the gym? Sometimes you spend hours. an hour, hour and a half, yeah. two hours. So that's a, that, that might be his walk and wait, walk back, mm -hmm. right? So it's like you got to look at perspective and say, you know what? It may be an honor for him to go get the water. Yeah. He might have been a youngster and wishing he was old enough to go get the water. Yeah. Right? Now he has a job, a responsibility. So we don't really know the perspective of that person. Mm -hmm. Like we see it and say, oh, that's rough. But that mm -hmm. may not be rough for him. That might be enjoyable. No, and he don't know any better either. Right? So a lot of the times it's like you're living in a vacuum. So whatever you're doing, it's bringing you happiness and it's bringing you sadness just as that it was bring us in an air-conditioned home the emotions almost stay the same you know eventually you level out even if you make a lot of money or you don't make a lot of money we still get happy we still get sad we still have to you know get through those emotions and and, and do something with you know if emotions. i was doing a film like that and he and he walked four kilometers one way and four kilometers back i would show the four kilometers where he's sad and mm -hmm. he's like oh i don't want to do this and i walk, and i do the four kilometers when he comes back and he's happy yeah right because then it's going to be we don't know 
He mm. might be that sad person or mad that he mm. has to do this, or he might actually enjoy this. Yeah. Right? Because sometimes even as a movie maker, we're doing a movie or a film from our perspective. Mm -hmm. Right? That's the whole thing. So it's like anytime you're doing something, you actually almost have to be that. Yeah. Because I don't know if that's that bad to him. Yeah. That I've spoken to, have I spoke to him about it? He may actually like that. Yeah. He might say, okay, you know what? I'm going for a walk, mm -hmm. but I just got to go get the water. Just like how we enjoy walks. What's the difference? He just happens to have, he just happened to give water, right? He's happened to, some people are like, when they start walking, they put a weight vest on or backpack or all that stuff, right? To make it harder. So that's what he's doing. No, so right. we so we could see two and he's perspectives, and he's providing for his family. Yes, right. So now he's getting the recognition that yo, he's walking ten kilometers there and back forty hours a week to get us get us that water. He's actually being productive in his reality. And then who who knows who he speaks to on the way there? Right. Who knows who he meets? Who he meets? Right. Right. You you might you might go out down the street and now he's picking up information or what dangers he may face on the way. Exactly. I, I don't know Francis Naganu's full story. Uh, it's beautiful. He, he just he just fought Tyson Fury yep. for you yep. know the championship, the heavyweight championship, in boxing. Um, but it was it was it was dope to see because his whole story started like in a different country where he was homeless or like he also, he, he ate food out of trash. Yep. Like he, he lived in jungles, he said. And there was like, you know, parts of his story where he was working on some mines, I believe. So it's just like, he went from that, like carrying water every day, 10 kilometers. He was denied. He wanted to get to Morocco from Cameroon. Cameroon, was it Cameroon? He was denied six times, but he was so persistent on the seventh, he made it through. Mm. And that's why he is in the UFC now. His story is incredible. He came from nothing. And if it wasn't for communication, a podcast, he, I would have never known that. Yeah. And if so you, if you look at it, it's beautiful. Even those, you know, talking about boxing is not communication, but you look at most boxers, they came from the bottom. Yeah. And because and, yeah. and no person who's making a lot of money wants to be doing it. Yeah. Are you, like, no, this is true. You know, you, you're not going out there and volunteering to get your head punched in. Yeah. So a lot of them, it's like, it was a last option, right? They've been fighting so long. What's another fight in the ring? Yeah. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Right? So it's like those type of, if you look at any of those top boxers, most of them never came from a good background mm -hmm. at all. You talk about, about Mike Tyson, you talk about Holyfield, you talk about, talk about all these guys. So it's, yeah, he has a story. And many others have stories too, mm -hmm. right? There are stories everywhere. Yeah. But we're just, we're, you know, I'm happy for him that we got to share, you know, take yeah. in a story yeah. and say, okay, even though that you have a story, you can overcome it. And then the last part of it is when he does overcome it, then he tells us what happened. So then we can go into his perspective yeah. in his head and say, okay, what would it be like to live a day in his life? Right. I, I think it's amazing. Because, yeah, we just talked about carrying water and how you don't know who you're going to talk to on the way there. I believe a lot of it is in our mindset because you could have a closed mindset taking that walk and not meet anybody for 40 years. But you have an open mindset for a week. Now you met 10 different people. You met this vendor, this merchandiser, and now you've moved up from this location to that location selling that. Then you end up 
fighting for the fighting for the you know WEC championship. You know what I mean? That's how it happens. Yeah. But you have an openness, and I know we've talked about being open, but you have an openness, and you're seeing everything, and uh, so like your circumstances don't define you because you can end up making new circumstances through your will and action and your mindset. See, he, he, and a lot of things about my mindset came from reading books, reading about other people's stories. You know, if they didn't have that form of communication, I wouldn't think about that perspective. Right. And saying, okay, it's your duty when you, do, when you overcome something to share that. And that's a form of communication, right? Share what you've learned on the way and pass it to someone else. Exactly. Just like we talk about the baton being passed and you're going to run as far as you can. But the communication is the baton. Right? I'm going to communicate the things that I went through and the struggles I went through. And then now you'll be armed enough to be able to overcome those. But if I don't communicate what's dangerous, then you don't know what's dangerous. If I don't communicate that that stove is hot, you're going to put your hand on there and you're going to get burnt. Right now, sometimes you're going to put your hand on there still and still get burnt. And that's a form of communication. And that's a touch. Right, <laughs> that number of sense. That's sense number three. Right, that's another sense. Right? So when you touch your hand on there, you say, uh, "I'm not gonna do that one again." Right. So that, all these. Things, so the stove communicated to you. Communicated, just like I'm. We got a talking stove. Yeah, it's the same thing as when I'm going to the gym. I'm communicating to those those weights. Right. And I'm right. saying I'm coming back tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Better right? be ready. You better be ready because I'm about to lift you again. Yeah, right. Exactly. So everything is a form of communication. Yeah. It may not. Be just verbally because sometimes we think about it just verbally even the clothes you're wearing yeah the hat you're wearing exactly you know so many different exactly right yeah. so it's like it's not always verbal yeah it could be physical yeah i could watch you and say okay he has bad body language yes the way he's playing or the way he's pouting he ain't said a word but i can notice that right and that's why i think when we speak about it is using all your senses to communicate you know, using your body language. Okay, you know what? You could tell if a person's not confident or whatever, they have their head down. But when they got they, when their head's up, you feel like they, you know, like they're more confident. And that's not even speaking. That's and, not verbal. And the crazy thing is that's actually real. Like you stand a certain way with your chest out, with your shoulders back, with your legs, like, you know, shoulder width apart. You're gonna feel powerful. Yes. You know, like you stand in that Superman pose for like five minutes. Yes. Like this, you're gonna feel more empowered. It's crazy that these body cues, body language actually convince our own selves. Like if you're shelled up, I notice this all the time as well. Like if I'm having a conversation with you guys or anybody else and I'm like this, like what am I like it's why like am I so closed, closed yeah, off? You're closed off. So I usually like to put my hands behind my back yeah. and now I'm now I'm open. You know, now you I'm used open. to going to prison or what? Uh <laughs> You know what? I guess I watched a lot of movies. <laughs> you watched a lot of movies. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming the position. <laughs> uh, no, it just it. No, I, I feel like you know, oh, oh, like even 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 South Asian uh, where I'm from, like this is just you know, so, you'll you'll see the older older generation walking like that. You know, they just like hands behind their back, and um, the teacher in the hallway look. Yeah, pacing and shit. No, for sure, for sure. So yeah, no, there's so many ways to communicate, and. I believe like one uh, one unified agreement that we've had was on the openness and remaining open, uh, not being closed in on your own perspective, uh, not thinking that you know this person. Like for example, you said, uh, "Where's your mom?" He might not have a mom, so 
be very wary and very very aware of your surroundings and you know do your best to use the right words and obviously mistakes are going to happen but you won't even learn if you don't make the mistakes so sure. go out and communicate the best way you possibly can and then you know learn you know because it. it's better off to say you know what i don't want to offend you or uh, i'm going to ask you a question yeah right so you're kind of saying i don't really know the answer yeah but i don't want to say it wrong to you to question you wrong yeah but i just would like to know what the answer is right you know so it's, it's just being considerate instead of assuming i rather you know someone comes up to me and say well, how does it feel to be black, right? And if they say it a certain way, I'm like, well, what do you mean, right? I'm going to be offended. But if right. you say, you know, I just want to learn about it, yeah, right? I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll teach you something about it, what I think. Mm. You know, it's not, I'm not all black people because yeah. I'm just one guy, right? But the way you phrase a question is the way someone's going to answer you. Yep. They're going to say, okay, you know what? What are you trying to say right now? Mm -hmm. Like, what were you trying to say? Are you trying to be, you know? Ignite something? Yeah, right? So the way you ask a question is is very crucial how you get an answer. Right. That's why, like, tone and all those things matter. Um, Your delivery, right? If you're delivering in a respectful manner, they're going to respond in a respectful manner. They're going to feel good about it. But if you're you're trying to, like, insult them, they're going to come back and insult you, too. And then it's just going to get, you know, stupid at that point. But, um, you know, we always want people to leave with something. So I'm going to I have to get real for a second. Um, so I had a conflict with um, this was going back about two years. Uh, this was with a, a local restaurant. The food was delivered and it was very poorly done. I called to complain and they called me a liar. So I took pictures, sent it to their email. And I called them back, and said, check your email. Still called me a liar. So I got in the car and went down there. And uh, I didn't, I wasn't trying to cause a conflict. I was just trying to prove to them, like, you know, I paid for this and you didn't get delivered. Um, you, you probably don't know where I'm going, but trust me, it's, it's connected to communication. Um, bottom line, there was anger involved, so we weren't getting anywhere, right? Um, they actually, while I'm there, I said I, I refuse to leave until somebody makes this right. So they called the police, police come, and he realizes what I want, which is very simple. I paid for it. Didn't get what I wanted. So the cop's stance was, well, he's not really doing anything wrong. It's on you, the owner, to make this right. So he's basically playing mediator. Anyways, at one point, uh, one of the people that worked there, it, things got, they got a little upset, and they called me a cocksucker. And this is where the cop, he kind of made sure that they did the right thing. I, I looked back at her, and I said, Wow. Wow. The last time I had a cock in my mouth, I was molested. Shit got real. The room was just as silent as it is right here, right now. And her face went completely white. That cop took a step back and he said, give the man his money. I I got my money, I left. I go outside. I'm getting in my car. The cop comes over to me. He's like, I was molested too. And so now, it goes to show, choose your words wisely. Choose your words wisely because you have no idea the impact it will have on somebody. She said that freely, thinking, it's just a word. She floated out there in the universe like, like she says it all the time. But it actually hurt me. And, and it was real shit. So, yeah, that's my story. 
I never let it, you know, affect my life. But I felt it was a good time to let people know. Watch your words. Be mindful of them. Make sure your communication is on point because you don't know who you're going to hurt out there with some simple word that you're floating out to the universe. Shit got real, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, th those things are, are it's critical, right? Because you never know. You never know what you're saying and how it's going to impact someone else. So those those things, uh, you got to, yeah, just like Drew said, you got to be mindful of your words. You got to watch them. And once they're out, they, you can't take them back. That's that's the sad thing. Like, you know, you might think something, but if you don't say it, then you can you can revise it. You can revise right. it. You can edit it. <clears throat> right? But if you already say it, it's, it's already out there. You're already fanning them. And then now it's like... How can I make it right? But see, like that, that moment, I could have just go, went off, you know, and it didn't help. It wouldn't help anybody, including me, the cops standing there. I probably would have just been in cuffs. But instead, I, shit got real. I turned into like an educational moment almost because I bet you she wasn't going to do that again. Right. And that cop, he then found the courage to come and tell me what he went through. Yeah. So there was a whole world of communication going on mm -hmm. in a bad way and a good way. Mm-hmm. And that's why there's levels to this, is we have to be very mindful of the words we select. Very, very much so. <laughs> you look like you're stressed No, out. I was like, yo, like, that, <laughs> no, shit, it, it, it got deep. I did not, I, like, I got deep, like, yeah. it, it got deep, different. And, but I'm, I'm commending you for even sharing that story, because how many people are using these words and thinking, like, Freely. whatever? Yep. But how many people something shit might have actually happened but they're not even willing to speak on it yeah. so now we got like a tornado like a it just it just bad and it what's, just all bad. what's worse is sometimes people will hear that word yeah and it what happened to me happened to them and they'll just not say anything they're not they're not and trying bottle to. it up and keep going right and then next thing you know they're they're falling apart right it's right. really hurting them it's crushing them right so it's you best know. to just speak and, and and that that's why I have you know hats off to you because anybody listening that has been through anything like this, a lot of the times these topics aren't really talked about. They're not yes. talked about in the open, so you know gives them a release, like you yeah, know that sure. it, it is okay, you know. For sure. Um, but with that, I want to say what a great episode uh, we had. Uh, you know, Vic's uh, <laughs> a little far. <laughs> He's in the next state. <laughs> but uh, but you know, uh, we had we had our first episode. In a, in a new little set and um i'm looking forward to the next one yeah uh great one of communication thank you guys peace peace love y'all